The very first tear he made was so deep that I thought it had gone right into my heart. C.S. Lewis. Bending Not Breaking, Season 5, Episode 8, Beginnings, Part 2. another episode of Bending Not Breaking. I'm Sunshine. And I'm Ben. And we are jumping into the second part of Beginnings, the second part of the story of Juan. A.K.A. Beginnings Part 2. Yeah, that's why That's why it says that in the title, Ben. It does. That's exactly why. I love this episode. I do, too. So, so, there's a lot going on. You know, so let's not... We're in a new year. We are. Wait, this is a new year. Mm-hmm. We're navigating new things, and so that gives us the opportunity to kind of reflect and yeah. say, what do we want to do differently? Not mm. that you can't do that throughout the, the rest of the year. Yeah, every day's a new year. Yeah. However, it typically seems that this time of year is, is, a, is a good moment to kind of say, let's, let's start fresh. New beginnings. Oh, I new see what you did there. New beginnings part two. Or is it old beginnings? Or old beginnings. Or the beginning. The beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Which is, that makes, that's, we're talking, what are we talking about today? What's the lens we're looking through this? Through? I was about to say beginnings, part two. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are talking about repentance today. Repentance is our lens. In, in, in what, what is that? What is repentance? <laughs> yeah, so when I think about repentance, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, uh, like, it's almost like the part of the apology in which you follow through. Okay. With actually saying what you're so like, I'm not going to do this for you ever again. Repenting is not doing that ever again, right? That's it's the follow through on apology is what I kind of perceive repentance as. Interesting, because I I wonder if the if because to me that that is like the atoning is the is that the atoning of like that? Is there a difference between What's repentance difference and between, an atonement? Yeah, right. I, I and I yes. So because when you look at it through when i did research on the lens it was very tough to find secular versions of oh interesting repentance so it was a lot of um a lot of articles and things that were written by mm -hmm. uh, typically christian publications and blogs i mean there's a lot of atonement so, theory that requires repentance and so the right? repentance seemed like the act of turning away from sin was typically how that was lifted up Mm. Um, where the atonement might be the punishment or the 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 reckoning that comes from what uh, you've the, done in the past that was wrong. Yeah, but potentially atonement is the consequence of repentance. Right. Atonement is what occurs after one repents, especially you know theologically speaking. But thinking about it from a secular lens, I I, I think it's more like just to feel and show that you're sorry for something, right? Yeah, the Whether, remorse that one it's, Exactly. And then, you know, that you want to do what is right moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's those two need to be connected, right? I think that's thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. And I think that's because language is tricky, right? The Always. words we use are tricky. Because I, I viewed it very much as the remorse. And so is it not enough to just feel the remorse? It's then the actions that are behind it. And mm. is that all encapsulating of repentance? Like, is it not repentance if you aren't doing the actions? Or is repentance enough um, if by just expressing that you're sorry, right? What does that look like? And is it different to once you start acting on it? And I don't know. Well, and, and I, think, I think repentance must be accompanied by action, right? Well, you would hope so. Well, right. it, otherwise it's not repentance. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it, it becomes something else if it's not accompanied by action, right? So it's, yes, I'm reviewing my actions. I'm feeling, you know, re remorse, contrition, whatever, regret, whatever that word is for you. And that is accompanied by commitment to an actual action of proving that change. Mm-hmm. I think that is repentance. And we're going to see that take place because it's not enough for... I do. I think we'll, we do. And we'll talk... It's going to be a lot about Juan today. I mean, the whole episode, episode is, a, is lot a lot about Juan, Juan right? Um, but the, there are things that we'll, we'll navigate through this episode because it's interesting. And, and some of it hits home in a weird way um, mm. that I want to talk about. 
But before we do any of that, yeah, you're up on the recap. I'm it is sure your, it's your turn. turn. And so you've got 30 seconds you on the clock. You have the even episodes, I'm pretty sure. On your mark, get set. You should go. Go. Okay, so the Fire Sages don't wake Korra up. They're like, no, no, not yet. And then Rava's like mad at Juan because he's, you know, interfering. He learns, you know, of airbenders and they all run away from him. And then he flings himself onto the air turtle, talks to the air peeps, you know, dark spirits, Vatu, all that jazz. Juan fights, you know, Rava's like, don't do Halfway that. Halfway there. And he and Rava work together. The Avatar cycle begins. He trains for a year, goes to harmonic convergence. Juan fights Vatu until all seems lost. And then they join and they're bonded forever. And then Vatu is sealed and the spirit portals are closed. And then Juan dies. And then the new Avatar is born. Two, and then Korra wakes up and one, takes a spy bite. Zero. I the portals. <laughs> the members of the portals. <laughs> 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 the portals. <laughs> a lot happens. There's a lot going on. It does feel like a longer episode. It does. This and the next one both feel like they are jam-packed with, with things um, from start to finish. And so there'll be a lot to unpack here. Yeah. But um, as we were looking through that remorse and that repentance, mm. um, big moments for me. Let's go. Yeah, let's in. just jump in. Uh, you can tell that Juan is super sorry that he let Vatu escape. Vatu's which like, is, and that's my one bad. of those things where, again, I don't know. And this is one of those things that I'm going to ramble here a little bit as I'm, I'm as I'm gaining traction in my thought process. Sure, 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 sure. Ramble, is ramble, ramble. Is it really his fault? It is his fault. He did something that allowed this to happen, but no knowledge that this was going to be the case was acting with the best intent, which I think does show that, like, impact is relevant over mm-hmm. intent. But I think intent also matters. Um, so there's a little bit... You're you're asking for a little bit of grace for Juan? Right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think... is there? T- it makes me think of times... Are there times that we often feel remorse or that we feel like we need to repent? Sure. In settings like work or in relationships when... Y- we maybe you don't need to as much or are there levels of remorse or it's a great question you know because i think there's often times where we feel the need to apologize for things that were out of our control yeah um and sometimes people expect us to apologize for things that are out of control yeah um and so how do we navigate that in life because is that the healthiest process moving forward by saying i mean i'm gonna apologize for these things that i i, I didn't know now i think there is something like I acted without all the information. So what are you apologizing so, for? Correct. Right. And like, that's important. And I think that's like, cause I can't think, but I can't help but think back to Indira's episode last episode. That was redundant. Uh, but thinking about how we talked about this kind of metaphor of Juan coming in and having no knowledge of the situation, just going in and say, I don't like this behavior and doing something about it. And it, also having that analogy of being like white savior mm-hmm. going into that. And, and I like sometimes people who are white <laughs> are going into situations with the best intentions. Sure. But they are not doing great. And it's because of the ignorance involved. Right. Not right? taking time to ask the questions and gain an understanding of the context and figuring out what your role can be in helping. So I want to be very clear when we live in a world that is so... Uh, there is so much rhetoric in the news. There is so much. Re- there are so many resources to reach out for that. Oftentimes, your ignorance is not a good enough excuse for a white savior. Correct. Right. Yes. So in in this instance, what I'm hearing you say is that Juan coming in with these good intentions, his ignorance was there is more grace to be offered there than perhaps to someone who is moving in with a white savior complex. Tell is, me like, tell this, me about yes, that relationship. This is, when I think it can be, I think it's yes. And right. Because we can give grace and then there still can be accountability or acknowledgement that you have the grace. I don't think you're a terrible person and you caused harm. Yeah. Right. So you can do both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to elevate. And I don't, I can't think of a specific situation like real, like, cause even in a job, if I come into a new job yep. and I'm working with a new team even if I'm supervising them, it's probably not the best idea for me to knock down the door and say, these are the changes we're making right away. Take time to learn, take time to understand, take time to ask questions, and then start talking about what 
what moves can be made to process and, and move forward to create whatever the team goal is and dynamic. Yes, and mm-hmm. just to complicate it, there are sometimes decisions that must go into effect, especially if it's safety, right? Or if it's, if it's safety right. related, if it's you know if people are at risk. Yep. No, it's like this is changing now. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. I'm lo- happy to like explain this to you is what why I'm saying. Why am I saying this? Right. Great. We're going to change that. Yeah. But so like there's there's this fine line that requires a lot of discernment uh, to determine how to navigate that kind of minefield. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we go in and we want to listen and we want to make sure that we're not making choices out of our ignorance. And sometimes we want to go in and say, no, I'm standing firmly that this is a, a decision that I abide by. And that's what Juan does. Mm-hmm. He sees bullying behavior, right? Or what he perceives to be bullying behavior from Rava last episode. And as soon as he learns what that like all means, he's like, oh, yikes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I, I think that's something to bear in mind, that yeah. this is complicated. And so to, to, to some, try to somewhat make it easier to... to articulate and talk about these things so uh, there's a big difference between jumping into a situation similar to maybe Juan did and making decisions and making calls without context and causing harm because that's a possibility show remorse for that is there a repentance for that versus something along the lines of I got sick and I'm feeling super remorseful that I'm letting my job down or letting my boss down repent for getting sick, right? Because that's a feeling that I think is very real for a lot of people. You have to make up for something that was out of my control. And so how do you sit there and say, no, you don't really need to apologize for that. You don't, there's not a lot of repentance that needs to happen for that. Sure, because there are all certainly things that you can do to to prevent yourself from getting sick. But at the end of the day, you're going to get sick at some point, right? You are. (laughs) Like, it's going to happen. And if not, lucky you, but you are. But like, Let's be but real. But that's just, you know, we're you, all can, human. you can drink all the orange juice and, and you know, do and, the best you can. And that's still not going to stop you from getting sick at, at a certain point. So, But how often have you ever walked into a role or, or gotten sick and be like, I, I, I feel so bad because they yeah, need me today. Absolutely. And, you know, I want people to challenge that, that's, that understanding that they have to repent for those types of things because that's – we are typically made to feel that way. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's something worth lifting up. In whose power is it to create that culture where I don't need you to repent for this? Right. And I, and I think that relies on our leaders, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the people who are in power need to set that culture. And that's where we're in the struggle bus. <laughs> yeah. We might work for an organization or a company or wherever we are, where the leadership is modeling that. And that's going to, really create a wonderful culture to work in hopefully right and then we might work in a culture where it's the opposite and so to take this moment and put it into a little headline there are times where you need to you know be remorseful uh to repent maybe one needs to repent a little bit for for letting vatu loose yeah Um, and then there are things that we're going to maybe be told we need to repent for that aren't and so taking time to sit there and say hey what is this what part did I play in this and what can I do better next time? And what is out of my control? Yeah. And so let's, let's take this framework that you've given us Mm -hmm. and apply it to some of these things that Juan is trying to repent for in this episode. Uh, Cause I see moments where he is and I see moments where he's not repented at all. Right. Uh, And I think it's worth kind of figuring out when and where and why those things occur. So the first and most obvious, right, is the whole episode is Juan repenting for this action where he had no idea what he was getting himself into. He was just standing in his values and trying to help a spirit that was being hurt. Yep. Right? And so intention, trying to help in his values, he messes up. Impact very different. Impact. Darkness for 10,000 years. Yep. <laughs> Spirits go dark. Yeah, not good. And so the what is an appropriate amount of repentance from one person for doing something where they intended to do something kind and helpful, and now they are faced with the burden of saving the world? Mm-hmm. That's it's a lot. That's a lot. And hopefully none of us ever encounter anything that heavy, but <laughs> but that's a lot. 
when when you it's so interesting because anytime we do something wrong of course you need to like you need to spend your entire life trying to not make that mistake again yes it takes practice the more you practice it the more it will come naturally to you but there's it's tough to quantify <laughs> an act of not wanting to do this again yeah. Because you can't just read a book or post a Goodreads quote on your like on your feed and be like, "Good for me, I'm done." That performance that not is quite good, it. right. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a constant struggle of ensuring that I don't cause that harm again. Mm-hmm. And you might, and well, you probably will in in certain ways of your life. And so for one, it's so tough to sit there and say, "What's the level of repent?" Like, because I don't know if you ever get to a point in your life where you're like, "I'm don't have like." I don't have to I have achieved either. repentance. Right. I have fully atoned, so to speak. It, but there are ways to forgive yourself. Like you've done enough to forgive yeah. yourself. You've done enough to say I've I'm happy with who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. But I know that this work is going to continue. Yeah. And that's daunting to sit there and be like I'm never going to be you I can never do enough. Well, right? Because all what we're saying is that it, the our rhetoric on this show is that we are enough. Yep. Right? That we Correct. fully belong as we are. You are enough. Right? Right now, with the mistakes that I have made, even though I may never fully repent for them all entirely, I am still worthy of love and belonging. Yep. And a lot of the rhetoric from various sources, typically theological sources, Correct. suggest that you're not. Enough. You're not. You are not enough. Yep. Only if with, you do this. X, only y, if Z. you do X, Y, and Z will you be enough. Or only if, uh, only because of God's love, are you enough? And it's external from you only. And so these conditional enoughs are something that's that causes a lot of spiritual trauma. Well, it's, all, <laughs> it's it's also strange because it, you know when you think about Juan, he's got to save the world uh, for the rest of. Let's be clear. He doesn't have to. No. In fact, Rava is telling him to you go know, away. Yeah, go away. I was about to be more explicit. She but. says, leave. <laughs> she said, get out. Yeah. Right now. Like, this is the end of you and me. Stop doing it's it. It's too late. We're not interested yeah. in you. And I can't wait for you to be gone. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's super strange because it's an infinite loop of there will always be an infinite amount of possibilities for you to support other people. Yeah. There will always be an infinite possibility for you to be helpful and caring. Mm -hmm. So you are enough the way you are in the world that you're in. You are enough and you will never be enough to finish all those things by yourself because that's, it's infinite. Yeah. And so I think that's where you have to correlate the difference between you being enough and completing enough, right? Mm, interesting. Um, so you are enough, and you have to be realistic with the breaks that you take, the way that you fill your cup, the work that you do, because you're not going to ever be able to do it alone. Um, and so I think for one, there will always be work to be done, and we see that because the Avatar lives on. Yeah or lifetimes after one because yep. we see it at one of the most heartbreaking moments of the episode at the end where he's dying in like this, this like war-torn, war-torn field yep. that's like I, I couldn't bring peace right uh, we're going to be together for for lifetimes after this yeah right though they're all for all of your lifetimes do. um and so it's a beautiful moment but i think it does highlight like you are enough one was enough one did so much to support people yeah. Um, and but it's there was always going to be, be work to and be done. to be clear, if you the fandom is pretty good at representing, you know, a pretty diverse population. There's a lot of people in the fandom. They're like, Wam was a terrible avatar. <laughs> There's a lot of people that say, you know, Aang was a terrible avatar, or Kahora was what? a terrible avatar, and or Roku, or Kyoshi. An example, right? Aang brings peace and balance at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lifetime of Aang being able to mess that up. Yep. Right, it just because it's not going to last forever. Well, it's it's there's the quote in the episode it, from Rava is you you can't destroy darkness any more than darkness can destroy light. Anytime light grows, darkness fades. But every time darkness grows, light, light fades. fades. Yep. Right, and so it is an ebb and a flow, a push and a pull. Right, 
And I, I think we have to recognize that it will never fully be perfect. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's that's what makes all of this so hard because how often are we very hard on ourselves about the the, the work that we're doing or the life that we're living or the mistakes that we made? Yeah. And as we're talking about now, there's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be impact. As long as you're actively working towards fixing those things over if time. If we try and hard enough, trying, yeah, like often enough, you're going to we fail. We will fail. Yep. And so I think that it's that's that's the big ebb and flow within ourselves of as long as you are actively working to create solutions to the mistakes that we make to be supportive of others, even when we fail, um, I think that's enough. I think that's enough. And so for yeah. Juan, I, I, just the act of he's willing to die. He's he willing. He, he's willing to die in this episode for this, which I'm not. That's I don't think that's the expectation. That's not the literal takeaway from this. Like you have to yeah. be willing to die yeah. to repent for the things that you do. Um, but he is. He is willing to let Rava stay in him longer. He is willing to let her fly through him a bunch, even if it means that like he could get, he could die. Yeah. Because what he sees is if I'm going to die either way. Yeah. Might as well. This try, is the least I can do. Yeah, you know, well, try to lock up Vatu in the process. And one of the things that I f- I found really interesting about this is that Juan, you know, every time he encounters people or spirits, often what what he says is, "I'm not a nor- an ordinary human," mm-hmm. and he is. Yeah. Right. He is an ordinary person. He's doing everyone. That everyone had the ability. had the ability to do these things. And so does that. Well, does that make him extraordinary? I mean, that's does the making the choice, the difficult choice, the uncomfortable choice, make you extraordinary? And that's the question, right? Because one could easily say, no, like Juan's any old person. He just made choices, and those are the things that made him special. so unique and so right. special. And and I and I think that. That's something that we are constantly chasing in this culture, especially like speaking from as a member of the United States, right? What what it looks like is we are in a culture that is constantly chasing extraordinary and constantly scared of being ordinary, right? Because if I'm ordinary, that means I'm going to blend in and I'm never going to stick out. And in a world where we are valuing all of these, uh, you know, what do you call them? the MTV shows, real reality TV shows where people are obscenely abnormal. <laughs> right. Uh, and I say that somewhat hyperbolically, but mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where we are valuing extraordinary and anything that's ordinary feels like it's not enough. Well, and I also think if that's, that's, uh, that is reshifting our ideals around what is extraordinary right absolutely because if we only attribute it to fame fame millions of dollars power exactly and if those are the only things you're you're quantifying you know a productive life or a happy life or a you know being extraordinary then then yeah that's going to shift your the way that you behave um Speaking of humans and their behaviors, mm. can we talk about the war between the humans and the spirits that take place? Yeah, I'd love to. One thing that it is, I think, being remorseful, which is, I keep going back to remorseful because that's how I, like, that's the, I think, the one of the best adjectives when I think through repentance is, is that genuine remorse. Which is the first half, right? Right. It's, the it, action is yeah. the other half. Yeah. When we are confronted with accepting our faults or the things that we have done wrong Mm. the ability to then deflect through blame or through anger or through we see rava do this too we see rava do this we see the humans do it and this is one that hits it hits home because it there's a moment when juan goes into the avatar state for the first time for the first time and everyone pauses he says, this is stupid. Stop <laughs> fighting. You big old dum-dums. This is not the battle that you're trying to do. The moment that he gets taken away because the power's too great and he can't withstand it, there's like a brief pause, mm-hmm. and then the fighting continues immediately. Yeah. 
And I think that is very accurate. <laughs> that sometimes it's easier to, instead of sitting with the discomfort that maybe we're wrong about something, that we just go straight back into the fight. Yeah, let's double down. And that is super frustrating to watch on screen because all you want is for them to sit there and go, okay, did we come into the spirit tome and then the spirits reacted? Or are the humans really trying to hurt us? Or um, do we not like them being here? And... It's just a whole lot of not communicating. Correct. And and so that is a moment of, of fragility of this inability to even ponder for a second if there's a need to be remorseful, but that repentance can be so uncomfortable that we resort to other ways of inflicting or deflecting the pain that we're not wanting to feel. Yeah. And so we don't do it. And I think the takeaway from that is you got to sit with it. It doesn't feel good to admit our faults or what we've done wrong but we're going to keep making those mistakes if we're not willing to talk about them. Yeah. We're not willing to, to name them. Um, and I think that that's, we see that in so many facets of, of us living our lives, whether it's yeah. in our own personal relationships with loved ones or partners, whether it's acknowledging systemic things that are taking place in our communities, um, all of that. Is a, is a lack of wanting to be uncomfortable or can be. I'm interested in this moment with Juan and Rava where this, like what happens is what does repentance look like when the, the party we are trying to repent to is not interested? And this is with between Juan and Rava here. Like Juan is like, I made this huge mistake. I have to fix it. And Rava's like, bruh, get out. I don't need you here. And he leaves, doesn't talk to Rava. He ends up in a situation where Vatu shows up. He starts fighting, helping Rava shows up and says, what are you doing? Why are you still doing this? And he's like, I, I, I had to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And it's that moment that, they had to be together because Juan listened to Rava. He's like, I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to go over here. Yep. And then it just happens that Fatu shows up over there. It just happens that that's how it worked out. Yep. And I'm, I'm curious because it seemed like Juan was like doing the things that he wanted to do in order to make up for it with, and abiding by Rava's wishes. Right. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this conversation with the lion turtle where Juan started like, I need multiple elements. Rob was like, I'm not going to help you. Why would I help you? And so my question yeah. is how do you repent when the, the other party doesn't want you to, to do what you're doing? Yeah, that's tough. Because <laughs> I'm always going to lean at the side of when someone sets a boundary. Listen. I need to listen. Uh, it makes me think, uh, there have been times where me and my partner have made each other upset. No. I like to process that through conversation. They do not. They like to process that through sitting with it for a little bit and then jumping into conversation. Um, I have to respect the boundary that gets set of, I need time to process this. Yeah. I want to repent right then. I want to figure it out, figure out the solution, show that I care and want to be better if I make a mistake. And, that's not always possible. Sometimes time is necessary. Now, can I do things on my end that hopefully shows and regains trust and can do things that still don't break that boundary? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's the move. And we see that a little bit with Juan. Juan tries to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to solve what I can and work with what I can and maybe later and this probably wasn't Juan's thought, but maybe later, you know, when Rava shows up, I can regain some trust and we can work together. Yeah. And so I, for me, that's what I think we, I, I personally think is how it needs to work in relationships. If someone sets a barrier in this, because we get this all the time, who, when you apologize, who's the apology for? Yes. Right? Is it for, yeah. is it for, is it for you to feel better? So you, you said you're sorry, so you don't have to feel like this guilt anymore? Or is it for the betterment of the person who you hurt? 
sometimes an apology isn't enough. Sometimes people don't want to hear the apology. Sometimes people aren't sometimes ready for that's that. That's all they want to and hear. And sometimes you shattered the glass. Like sometimes you shattered the the trust jar, and it, there's no rebuilding it. Maybe you get another jar later, but there's no rebuilding it. Yeah. And so respecting the boundaries of the people that we've hurt is incredibly important. Yeah. When they tell us to do something, listen. Um, and if they're not ready for, or and they may never be ready for an apology, for you to be back in their life, for you, you've got to, you've yeah. got to navigate that. And I think that's th- their prerogative. Yeah. And, and being respectful of the boundaries they're setting is important. Something worth noting that I, I think kind of speaks to this is that Juan had over a year. This this episode went over a long period of yes, time, very right? Much so. Well, of technically more than one year. More than a year, he right? He dies at the end as an old man. Yeah, but specifically this this training montage where he is, you know, gaining all the elements. Rava and him, like he is consistently demonstrating that this is something he's committed to over the course of over a year. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until they go into harmonic convergence that Rava is like, I had no idea humans were capable of such such things yep and i think that took a year to regain that trust it took over a year right she was still working with him but it wasn't until that moment and maybe sooner because that maybe that's the point that rava voiced it mm-hmm. but but still it wasn't until that moment that you know i sense that moment as like i i have atoned right i think that's like my i have repented for this and now we are working together towards something greater than that repentance. Well, because because the does impact, that make sense? Yeah, because the impact at that point is still are like still they have to deal with that, right? Yeah, he's not solved the problem that he has caused. Correct. So the impact's still there, mm-hmm. but at least the trust of the parties involved, correct, have have made it to that point. Forgiveness took place at that point from Rava. Yeah, I mean, you can argue that it should have happened earlier, or that she didn't give him enough grace yep. or, but again, that's not for us to dictate nope. for Rafa. No. Um, and I think when that comes to our relationships and the way that you're, you know, if I make you upset and you don't want to see me for a year, uh, I can do the things that I can do. Maybe other people talk to you that you do trust that maybe say like, Hey, but I don't get to dictate that. Yeah. Right? So hopefully those things happen. I hope that the person trusts me that I've, that I've hurt. Um, but there's different time frames and of how that we need to navigate that until forgiveness takes place, whether, and that's, whether that's ever. Yeah. And again, you get to dictate when you forgive yourself. Yeah. Um, but you can't control the actions of others in that, in, in that way. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, in a way, this reminds me of like Pandora's box where do we blame Pandora for opening Pandora's box? Um, and the curiosity involved. And of course she was told not to ahead of time, but with, with Juan, I feel like, is it Juan's fault or is it Fatu's fault? Right. The, the reason for all the chaos and darkness that's happening is not Juan's fault. Right. Right. Fatu it was choosing one action on the timeline yeah. that allowed this to happen. And that is tremendous, but it's also one of those things where Juan isn't turning everything dark. Juan is doing his best to turn everything like, light (laughs) and so it's interesting just to think about how i want to be careful that we in this mode of saying like what is the amount of repentance necessary if at all and what should we feel repentant for we're only talking about the action of breaking vatu and rava up yep we're not talking about all the things that are happening after because at least i'm not because that's while is it is a consequence of his actions that is vatu's doing doing yep and so it's interesting like i like (laughs) there's a lot going on there and it makes it a lot more complicated when your actions are abetting someone else right or something else um and i think that's worth bringing into the fold and how often do we do that if i would have left 10 minutes earlier i would i wouldn't have been around for this action and this car wreck and and so this is my fault because i left 10 minutes late or I, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or um, it was the person who ran the red light. Correct. Right. Right. Um, and so I think those are the things, but we blame ourselves yeah. specifically in work. And I, I'm going to talk work because I feel like that's the, the most A lot of relatable aspect of it. Um, you know, my parent got sick. I have to go to the, the hospital and take care of them for a week. So I can't be at work. 
now all these things at work are falling through and it's all my fault right <laughs> just listen to the listen to it it's it's we tell that story all the time all, all the time and it's not it's no. not our fault when that happens nope it's no one's fault people get sick right exactly um and so that in but we do we do that we get pressure from supervisors Bad, culture. bad culture that 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 it's you need to get back to work right all these things are gonna be wrong if you don't get back yeah um you need to make up for this lost time mm-hmm. and so and there's always if i you know the what we take away from it is hopefully if this type of thing happens in the future am i better at setting myself up am i better for asking for help are there better ways to make sure that there are things that happen so that i don't feel like this is a need but the reality is having a, a support system that says, hey, your familial relationships are an important part of your life. We will figure out the work stuff. Yeah. It's going to be okay. No matter what happens, this is not your fault. Um, and are we surrounding ourselves with people who do that, who bring that out of us? Um, but how often do we feel that? And so how, how, you know, Juan is feeling the end of the world is his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, when the reality is that's not the case. The system that was in place and, and the actions of Vatu are what's doing that. And yeah. so if my, I think if you take anything out of this episode is, yes, there are things for you to repent for. Your, yeah. There are mistakes that you've made. But the decisions and choices of others, the, like you can't blame yourself for those things. Yeah. Um, and you got to give yourself some grace. Agreed. And we got to give other people grace too, y'all. It I helps. Think, I think it, but it helps. <laughs> it can't, um, like, we can give ourselves grace all we want, and that's super helpful. But man, does it make a difference? Because I've realized recently the, the, the back quarter of 2021 was a stressful one from like a work standpoint and a life standpoint for me. And I found myself giving grace so much less because of mm. it. I found myself being angry or getting like road rage, not real road rage, but you know, not giving grace to other drivers as frequently or being annoyed by other drivers way more yeah. being annoyed by people in the grocery store way more when they are taking so much time at the self checkout register. Um, and moving slowly, right? Like just those little things um, started to annoy me. And so taking a refocus of taking like account of those things yeah, and being intentional about giving grace makes a lot of that stress seem a, a whole lot different in my eyes, right? So instead of stressful drives home, ideally they're a little bit more relaxing now. Uh, yeah. But that grace comes into it. But I think all of that, again, comes into acknowledgement that everyone is doing their best so yeah um any other moments you want to talk repentance and what that looks like i'm i'm thinking of like probably two or three small things that we can just breeze through Mm -hmm. one uh, one of the times where i don't see repentance from one is he comes across these air nomads or i guess they're not nomads yet uh but these Lion air airbenders, air members, airbenders. They're benders, right? right? Like they're yeah, and they're in the spirit wilds. And Juan comes across and says, "Hey, what's up?" And they're like, "Peace out!" And they run because they are clearly. It seems as though they've they never scared. seen another. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And they run away. Juan tries to catch them unabashedly. They get to the lion turtle, and Juan's like, "I gotta get there." <laughs> And so there's zero remorse, zero repentance for scaring these people. In fact, he's like, I'm going to chase them into their home. Yep. Thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One, you know, this he just didn't think about it, but use your firebending to fly, dude. Little little Iron Man status. Also, like, I think the sling (laughs) was an interesting choice, almost leading to death. (laughs) Right. um, Yeah. Do you just fall forever? Like, how does that, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just at the top of a cliff or something. I don't... The very big cliff. It was pretty yeah. tall, yeah. Lion turtles, man. They say there's hundreds of lion turtles, right? I mean, we only know four. Right, but at some point <laughs> they say there's lion turtles. Like, there's so many lion turtles, and I don't know if so many is... Because um, yeah. I think it's... Uh, what's the... 
the spirit animal friend that he made from the last episode. I I I I. I was like, there's so many lion turtles. Yeah. And so I'm like, are there what other elements could they lightning? Like we know that lightning's fire bending, but like what are like let's be clear. Just because there are other lion turtles doesn't mean there are they're gifting all they're gifting powers. That you, like they could easily have mind control for water lion turtles, for earth lion. You know what I mean? There could yeah. easily be other elements, but also there could be a lot more of one element. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I but yeah, think... but he chases and then, and then, I mean, again, the darkness isn't his fault, but they kind of think it is at a certain point. Cause he's like, I don't know what's going on. They're like, what are you doing? And well, they like, defer to Rava really easily. Like yep. the air people aren't like, who's this guy? What did you do? Instead? It's like, Rava, tell us what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rava's like, ask him. It's he did it. Yeah. Like, calm but, down, Rava. Yeah. Give, give, but, cut me a break. But yeah, but yeah, I, I I'm just interested because there's two reactions from the airbenders. One, the people in the spirit wilds run, but then once he's on the lion turtle, they're like, "Okay, stranger, let's talk." Right? There's they're they're not running at all. So I'm just I was curious about that too, and I don't I don't know that I have a good answer. I was like I was like, why aren't they running away from him now? When everyone, I think maybe because when you're in the wilds, you're a little more jittery. Yeah. You know, you feel a little safer in your home. The environment matters, right? It also could be different people, right? There's people are going to react differently. A person invited him to sit down and chat with them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You lived in the, the evolving wilds for, for two years. I wouldn't know about this. Yeah. Sit down talk to me. Let's hang out for a little bit. Uh, um, if only he had more time, but it is like he, he followed them into their village and they, cause they bolted. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a moment, I was like, should there be a little bit more repentance there? But, uh, and then the next one is Vatu. And I think thinking about Rava and Vatu as, like, as not human is important here. Because Vatu is this, like, evil, what seems to be evil incarnate, Right? Yes, Whereas darkness, ultimate darkness, exactly dark side of the force. And Rava, I would not say is light embodied. And, and it's interesting because Rava feels way more human than Vatu does. Tell me like, does that make sense? Is that because Rava seems more concerned with humanity than Vatu does? Maybe, but like even or, in like the act like of values and yeah. in the way that like Is I that just I how just, we quantify values that we feel are representative of humanity and what humans should represent versus like not a lot of humans want to bring on a ten thousand year darkness upon the world. Yeah, that feels very yeah. non-human to me. Yeah, and so it, I wonder if it's those types of things where it's. I just, just a I'm, complete disregard for the life of others. I think I would be interested in hearing from a listener, perhaps, or from from someone who is in Avatar world on like the personified humanity that seems to be more embodied in Rava, and like this personified chaos and like almost lack of humanity that is involved with 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 Vatu. And the reason I bring it up is because I don't see a lick of repentance from Vatu in any way ever even, at all. Even when he's suffering inside of a tree for yeah, zero, not, he's not remorseful for the no. things that he's done. He's ready to continue. It's doing like them. hatching. Uh, yeah. Way more revenge. And like, I'm going to continue to like, and so it's or like one of us. If we were like, I'm now trapped in this 10,000 year tree. Maybe I should look back on the consequences of the actions that, that got me that, to this that point. Zero of <laughs> that, right? Whereas to... we How see, did I get here? we see some from Rava, right? We see this, like, I, I shouldn't have Maybe judged I you as harshly. Yeah. And that's really interesting for me because what we're seeing is the order, light, good things that Rava represents means that repentance is one of those things. Yeah. And so I'm curious about like the the value of repentance and is that something that we should be like that's this is a very good thing that we should aim for. Oh no, absolutely. Right? Right, the cuz and I 
Again, it's super easy to say repentance is the you are inherently bad, and so you need to repent from the wrongdoing. Not right? what that, we're saying. Not what we're saying. <laughs> but the ability to reflect on your actions and say, did I make a mistake here? And then committing with action to do better. Correct. Is absolutely something, something we that should is, be aspiring for. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then the last one, Cora. Right? We see, you know, two minutes of Cora at the very end where, you know, she's like, I've learned this information. I've learned this so much. This is partly my fault. Yeah. I need to go close the portals. Yes. Yep. And we see action accompanied by remorse. And I think she's going for it. When this is – because there's, there's a couple things now that, that I feel like lifting up. So when does repentance still lead us to the wrong answer? Mm-hmm. Or if – because if we're not getting the input of others – um, or if we don't have an understanding of what's happening, like we can continue to have good intent and then still cause harm, but yeah. think we're repenting. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the, one of the big things for me is how much is repentance supported by, um, the people that are around us and, and not doing it by yourself. Right. Cause there's moments that we get of, of Juan saying we ha- we're, we're going to be stronger together. We're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. And then how much of it some, sometimes it's like, nope, this is, you got to do this. Like yeah. this is a you thing. Um, cause I think those both, there's truth to both of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's just an interesting part. Cause we do see once we collaborate and once we are together, we overcome Vatu. Yes. But some of it is still individual work that has to be done yeah um and then some of it is supported by the communities that we're in important questions yeah also it would have been so easy for core to beat herself up for being gone for a week right right i think that's a that's that kind of comes back to the it doesn't seem like she feels she doesn't feel well, the need to. We saw to her do that to herself this. all of season one and we'll see it later and we'll continue to see, we'll it, see right? it later yeah. but here she doesn't which i the next two episodes, or this episode and the next one, we definitely see a Cora that is gives grace, mm-hmm. that is understanding. Um, and I, th- I wonder if that's because we saw a lot of Juan's mistakes too, mm-hmm. right? And she was able to be like, well, Juan messed up. I can too. Yep. You know? Not later. Yeah. Hard on herself later. <laughs> yeah. It only lasts for like a little bit. You know how like compliments <laughs> go in and you're like, ooh, and then they quickly the, go yep. away. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Any other things we want to talk about in this episode before we move on to our other practices? I think I'm, I'm ready to move on. All right. We'll be back right after this quick break. segment this week is called our tweez and laws our push yeah. and our pull I things like things that push us away from the episode and things that pull us in and i want to be very thankful one of our patrons maggie sent this in as a as a suggestion for us to try so much better than some of the other ones that we've come up with i think most of mine have been pretty glorious no there's at least one that I hate. We had so many good laughing, laughing moments from it. Knowing, I laughter, would say that uncomfortable it, that I laughter. felt, I felt very nooky. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> what? No, go. Nope. No, I'll tell you later. Tweez and laws. There we go. Tweez and laws. So this week, uh, moments that push us away. Moments that push us away from the episode. Oh, man. The accurate depiction of human fragility is one that hits a little too close to home. And, and so specifically the, the battle of yeah. um, the spirits versus the humans and how quickly they jump back into fighting instead of rumbling with 
potential mistakes or uh, new information. And so I, um, I hate that scene because I'm like, oh, just stop. Like, you, you're, you don't need to be fighting. And it is such an accurate depiction of how we navigate life sometimes. And, yeah. Um, so that is, it's not necessarily like a, a negative thing, but it is one of those things of like, mm, I don't like sitting with that because it's uncomfy, but I should sit with that. Yeah. So that's a moment for me. Yeah. A moment that pushes me away and just thinking about Avatar lore is I still have a lot of questions about lion turtles and I'm, I'm the lion turtles making the decision to like disappear. Like, all right, humans, you're on your own now is when, when the Avatar, I just like, I, I find that confusing and I'm, I'm like, what's like, I, I just, I don't know. And they so one of the things that's interesting in this episode is lion turtles are seem to be older than even Robin Vatu. Vatu because yes. Rava calls the lion turtle ancient, ancient one. one, and so lion turtles exist before there's darkness and light, Ooh. or that's just because that almost seems like something that would happen at the start of the creation. Yeah, I mean that's a not necessarily thing. Like that can be just a, a title of deference. It, it like, sure. You know, it, it, I, I just it it implies that. But I still, I don't, I don't know. I it pushed me away a little bit. I was like, but why, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Anyway, that was that was something. And then now, our laws are things that pull us in. What are the things that pulled us in to this episode? And really, I really love the art style of these last two episodes. Yeah. I love the the way that too. they depict the bending. I love. Um, simplicity is not the right word because it, it, it feels more simplistic, but it is incredibly beautiful. And yeah. Beautiful. And, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the art style of, of the beginnings episodes. And so, mm. um, that's, that's mine. Yeah, no, I agree. I love the art style. Uh, I guess a moment that pulled me in is probably a, a pretty obvious one in terms of, or maybe not obvious, but a well heralded moment of, we are bonded forever. Uh, just this moment at the very end with Juan and Rava where he reaches into the spirit energy of the harmonic convergence and they're bonded. And Love that moment. It's just like you get chills. I got I got chills. And it's the just the music hits and the core yeah. the core music slaps. Yeah, core so music is boss. But the music hits at the right moment and it's it's good. Yeah. Well done. Chills. Ooh. Okay, we've accomplished our tweez and laws, tweez and laws wow. right? And so now we're going to move into our devotion. Uh, and our devotion this week is focused, again, uh, to help us reminder, reminder, uh, on repentance. And repentance through the element of air. We are on air this week in our attempt to bring balance to our lives. And so what we're doing is we're going to set an intention, a goal that we can accomplish in the following week. Uh, or work towards that minimum. And I'm curious, what is something you're going to be working on? So recently I had to refill my tires just because it's a little bit colder outside. And Nice, nice, nice. But tire pressure is a very interesting. I think it helps dictate like enough of it, good. Too much of it or not enough of it, bad. bad. Destructive. And so it makes me think of the way that I enter new spaces or new moments as we talk about that. Um, Juan showing up and, and taking account, gaining context, talking to people, making sure that the air that I'm bringing into that space is the appropriate amount of air mm-hmm. um, as opposed to potentially causing harm. Uh, so hopefully I'm not having to repent as much because I'm doing the work on the front end. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where it took me today as I, as I thought through that. And so making sure that I'm bringing in the, the correct amount of air to those situations. Um so that I'm able to to make sure I'm not causing harm by the actions that I have in a, in a new space. And so that's my, my focus. Yeah, I think that's great. I, I, I like properly filled tires, and I think that's helpful. Um, yeah, go get your go go check your tires, y'all. Yeah, especially if you're traveling or yeah, yeah. Check that tread while you're at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, the, for for me, I. So just for location, time, and context, I am in a situation where I am in an internship at a hospital, and um, I am encountering a lot of, you know, people dying. Your life is going to be just like Gray's. It is, yeah. yeah. And so uh, 
I am experiencing, we experienced on Friday a training about how to handle a code blue. And the mm-hmm. code blue is when someone is either in cardiac arrest or respiratory arrest mm-hmm. and their heart has stopped or their lungs are no longer working. And we have to respond in my role to that. And what I'm, I'm noticing is we, we talked a lot about people making the choice of ahead, of ahead of time, whether they want to want the doctors to do everything in their power to keep them alive or to let them go by, by a natural death is how they call it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I lift this up is I am thinking about repentance and um, thinking about how sometimes letting people go is a really dignified option versus forcing them to hold on so that a machine is breathing for them. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where like, I would never want to make that decision (laughs) for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so we also talked a lot about how my role sometimes helps people sign what is called an advanced directive, which is a do not resuscitate form Mm -hmm. um, and saying, Hey, I'm choosing that if this happens or under these conditions, do not attempt resuscitation. Mm -hmm. And so I, rather than feel like this advanced guilt of putting it on someone else to make those decisions, because that's what I've been grappling with uh, recently, (laughs) is I want to have those things ahead of time so that I don't have to put that on someone else. And while I know that my loved ones would make a decision that they care for me and I, I, I want to remove the feel like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I want to remove that from, (laughs) from their choice option and say, this is something that you don't have to deal with. And I've made that decision for you, right? This is a decision I've made for myself. So that's, that's where I am. So I'm really feeling called to, to have that so that I don't have to put my loved ones through that really hard decision. Yeah. There's nothing easy about that. No, (laughs) there's not. And it's, it's hard. And that's, that's part of my role. And that's, hard for me also and well, so thank you for we're, sharing we're, we're moving through it it'll be great yeah. uh i will learn a lot um gratitude gratitude now yeah. who you got i love gratitude yeah so my gratitude i mean i have gratitude for a lot of these characters as usual i love Juan. i love rava i love all these things but i'm gonna narrow it down into i i'm really grateful for the the airbenders that Juan speaks with when he is in on the lion turtle, the air lion turtle. And they look up, they see him, and there is no judgment. They just sit there and say, sit with us, stranger. We'd love to hear about your story. And, you know, they could have said so many things in that moment. Like, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, and like there was just, great, sit down. Like, and that that welcoming nature was just so... Ah, it was just a breath of fresh air, and I'm I'm really grateful for them for for giving that to Juan. How about you? I'm going with the fire sages, um, specifically the lead fire sage. I think it really illustrates the power of how sometimes all you have to do is create the environment for the healing mm. to allow that to take place. Um, she sits there and goes, no, we're just, we're going to let her stay here. We're going to let her. Should we wake her up? We should wake her, her up, we're right? We're going to let her sit in this. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to create a safe environment for her to do that in. And I think that that is um, not necessarily highlighted enough. Yeah. And what we can do for others is sometimes just create a safe space for someone to be in. You don't have to fix everything. You don't have to do everything for them. You don't have, but just the power of creating that space for someone to heal. Um, and sometimes that requires giving them space, like yeah. it, not being next to them, but just giving them space to do that. Um, but it shows the power of creating that environment and then giving permission to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that's really important. And so lead fire sage, you've got my, you've got my gratitude. Mm. As does so much. This whole, this whole show. It's just a whole really good show. Yeah. yeah. Well, we looked at each other on watching it, and we said, season two is really good. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. It's so good. So, well, you've made it. You've made it to the end of the episode. So thank you all for listening. Thank you. Um, 
we've really enjoyed it. As always, find us on all of the social medias, BNB underscore pod, Bending Not Breaking on Facebook. Feel free to join our Patreon to support us there. Uh, you can join our private Facebook group as well, our closed Facebook group, so that you can be a part of discussions and, um, and enjoy the community that is currently there and engaging with each other around all things Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, if you want to help support us, whether it's through Patreon, but if that's not something that you want to do, just giving us a, uh, a subscribe or a follow or rating and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen, all that is incredibly helpful to also us. Also telling super, your friends, yeah, telling the people that you're like all your avatar friends, right? Share the episode, have a conversation. Tell us about how that conversation went. Yeah. We'd love to hear about that. hundred percent. But um, that is the best way to give us some support if you would feel the need to do so. We uh, appreciate you regardless. And so um, I'm Sunshine Mayfield. I'm Ben Pruitt. And then this has been Bending Not Breaking. Thank you for listening.